1: in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of this. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to marry me and trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who's going to check me, boo?
0: Welcome to another episode of Morally Corrupt, the JV edition here on the Ring of Reality feed. I am joined by the one and only Jody Walker. Jody, how are you doing this lovely day?
1: Hi, Chelsea. I feel like you're always a little hesitant to say JV edition, which, you know, is my language, but I don't feel like it's an insult. I feel <laughs> like it's like hanging with the big leagues that we got them in there they're getting in there one way or another these these are the shows these are the these are the hot young millennial shows
0: hot young millennial shows our cup runneth over because bravo is just continuing to bring us content which is why we are split up into two we have this show with summer house and vanderpump who could forget and then tomorrow we have new jersey and ultimate girls trip with rachel and i will be joining tomorrow as well to talk new jersey so you get jody and i twice this week how awesome congrats is that? you guys. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do also want to shout out, like just some programming stuff Before we started rolling, we were talking very deeply about love is blind. and don't fret, guys. We are covering Love Is Blind. However, it is being covered by Juliet and Jacoby on the Bachelor Party Pod. So uh, you could catch all those recaps, and as we get some interviews from some of the Potters—I don't, what do you call them? Like the people in the pods. Those will be. I was like, we're
1: Potters. I don't know. I don't know what their names
0: are. <laughs> those will be on the Ring of Reality feed. But for all the recapping, Ju- Juliet and Jacoby have you covered. So. Yeah, we have a lot of news to get through this week, Jody. More than normal, actually.
1: That's insane because the news cycle (laughs) on Vanderpump Rules has been unyielding so that that you are suggesting that we have more than usual honestly has me quaking in my boots.
0: I guess now they even look at I was gonna say it's a more diverse news uh, rotation. However, it's just one other story that's not Vanderpump Rules related. So um, Bravo sent out this tweet yesterday saying that they have two things coming for us. And I was low-key hoping for a Real Housewives of Orange County trailer which we still have not gotten but it was a Real Housewives of Atlanta trailer which we'll talk about tomorrow on Morally Corrupt but also a new summer house Martha's Vineyard. Jody, did you I sent it in the group chat this morning the first thing I did was open Twitter because I knew this news was coming and I wanted to see what it was.
1: Chelsea (laughs) let me ask you this because I, I I I feel like this might be true. I just discovered because of Bravo announcing this news, like we've got two things coming. I'm on a few of the Bravo boards. And by that, I mean, Facebook groups that I used to do some research. It's a real wild west out there on Facebook (laughs) Bravo boards. And I saw people saying that they got a text from Bravo, that they had two pieces of news coming. Chelsea, are you on the text list for Bravo? Because I feel like you would be. Uh,
0: no, I do not receive texts. I tried to declutter my newsletter selections. So it's strictly, I get all of my news about Bravo on Twitter and Instagram from all the Bravo fan accounts. So I saw it. They tweeted it as well. Um, but Summerhouse Martha's Vineyard looks supreme.
1: It looks deep like there are 12 year friendships being torn asunder. There are marriages in peril. It's just so wild that like, I mean, it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess they've never spun off Summer House because it's not like an incredibly successful franchise, you know, like below deck gets a new iteration every other week, but Summer House has just been Summer House for like eight years. So it's, Kind of surprising to see another franchise hit the mix at this time when it's such a low for OG Summerhouse, but it looks good.
0: Yeah, I actually think the timing is good for it because I feel like it'll give the OG Summerhousers like some. Like mojo to like get out of their cocoons and actually perform and and realize they're re- taping a reality show. But as you said, these are deep friendships that we are going to be seeing. And it says the show takes the action from Montauk to Martha's Vineyard following a cast of 12 young black professionals and entrepreneurs during the summer getaway. I like that it's this large of a cast. 12 like it sounds, it sounds like we're going to get a lot going on. We get a lot of nudity. I saw a lot of nudity in the trailer.
1: <laughs> it just 12 like... different opportunities for nudity. <laughs> yes.
0: It looks, it looks like substance, but also good. There was a married couple that doesn't seem to be boring. There are a lot of single people it, I'm very excited for this announcement. It was nothing that I, I, this came out of left field for me. I was not expecting this whatsoever.
1: Bravo teaches me so much about geography because <laughs> like, uh, you know, as stated on this podcast, I never knew what Lake Havasu was. I grew up in Texas. And I think that sometimes like Texas is just so big that like a lot of people don't even leave the state until they're like well into their adulthood. There's, and there's just a lot I don't know about Geography, and in this Martha's Vineyard trailer, the cast was like there was some there was some like turn of phrase they use like Martha's Vineyard is for melanin or something like that, and I just didn't know that. Like this was more continued news to me about all these little pockets of these United States that I just wouldn't know if not yeah, for Bravo. No,
0: I love it because it's it's you know I think it's. A, action of them trying to diversify their talent roster and by doing this show like Martha's Vineyard was a place where wealthy black people could vacation and not a lot of people or spaces allowed them to vacation so Martha's Vineyard was one of those towns the Cape Cods the Montauks but for wealthy black people so it's kind of cool and nice to see them highlight this like black excellence in this type of way I'm sure these degenerates will find a way to tarnish that but you know (laughs) I am looking forward to watching (laughs) listen
1: Every everyone should be able to come on a Bravo show, <laughs> get naked, get in a hot tub, and make their parents extremely embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm already it's ready America. for the crossover event. Like I'm already ready for the summer houses to meet each other, for Kyle yeah. to embarrass himself. It was kind of uncanny valley watching the trailer though, because the house that they're in on Martha's Vineyard looks so much like one of the earlier summer house houses that it like it really felt like they were in one of the Hampton summer houses. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I have excited. such a deep love for a summer house that like, I'm ready for some rejuvenation of the franchise. Yeah,
0: and I think this will definitely do it. This uh, new series comes out in May. I believe it's May 7th or May 9th. But uh, we will be watching, so don't worry. Soon. And we will be recapping Yes, yeah, soon. And then we have some legal news. Switching over to our Vanderpump news. This will get us into our Vanderpump recap. But our girl Sheena Shea is vindicated after the restraining order against her has been dismissed. Sheena showed up to court on Wednesday in a tan oversized power suit, hair slicked back into a low bun, oversized oversized sunglasses, looking like a legally blonde reincarnated she
1: (laughs) and she sure was using legal jargon in everyday life a la elwood she was walking out of that (laughs) courthouse spouting off all her little words i was sometimes sheena is hard for me to handle but what i love about her is that she loves drama like she is living for this and that, like this happened to her. She loves being in the mix. She loves talking to the cameras and you got to hand it to her. She was really going for it in her little power suit.
0: She was and She handled it very well. Everything she said. I mean, it was like legal jargon, but for, you know, in layman's terms, I don't know. It was like easy for me to understand. I got it. I was with it. I was following her. And yeah, guys, so Rachel did not attend this hearing. So that is why the case was dismissed. But Sheena showed up ready to give her side of the story. She called Raquel out also on her way to her car after the the hearing. She says that the restraining order was all a PR stunt to deflect attention from Raquel and Tom's affair. And it was her attempt of saving face. Sheena's attorney also says that this isn't reality TV. This is the real world. And Rachel's I love he only refers to her as Rachel as well. Rachel's actions have real consequences. Rachel filed a false police report, a false medical report and a frivolous petition for a restraining order. He says Sheena did not punch Raquel or Rachel, sorry. Rachel didn't get a black eye. Sheena pushed Rachel, but only after Rachel grabbed her wrist and Rachel did not suffer a concussion. I didn't know that she was also claiming she had a concussion, but I guess that was in those medical records that she apparently falsified. And then rumor has it at the reunion, I don't know if we'll see this, but that Rachel tried to give Sheena some documents through Andy Cohen saying that she was no longer going to pursue this restraining order. And Sheena was like, these aren't legally binding documents. I'm not going to fall for whatever you think this is. I'm not, like, we will film separately because I don't trust you, bitch. And um,
1: it was just something that, like, Raquel had scribbled on, you know, <laughs> her, like, monogrammed notepad with a fuzzy pen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. I, I imagine that's exactly how it went down. Um. So, yeah, this whole saga is behind uh, Sheena now. Sheena did point out, and her lawyer also pointed out, like, It is kind of bullshit that it seems Rachel used this restraining order to her benefit when there's actual people that need this, that need this court time, that need these types of resources. And she seemingly did it to divert attention away from herself or I don't know.
1: Chelsea, what do you make of this eyebrow cut
0: that Raquel had in that picture? Did she give it to herself? I do think that it was Sheena Shea's claws like if if Sheena you pushed her face yeah like if Raquel held her wrist I love this we're doing like this reenactment if Raquel hold her wrist and we'll she said you. get off of me and she kind of like put her hands towards towards Raquel's face with her long claws it's possible that she could have just you're, ch- it. you're
1: telling me that little ass Sheena was pushing up at <laughs>
0: They could have been seated. They could have been, but yes, I am. I'm saying, like, I just don't think she punched her. I just, I genuinely don't think think she she punched punched her
1: either. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out because that little half moon cut was so specific on Raquel that I'm like, kind of imagining her in her bathroom mirror, like (laughs) putting it in there with eye pencil or taking a little Exacto and just making this happen, which is It, it could have also been Graham. No,
0: like if we're, if could, we're saying could none of this Graham. happened, it like it could have been Graham. My dog has long nails. God forbid he he pokes me near my eye, but it could have been Graham. And then you know. blame
1: it on me and give me a restraining order. Yeah. And then I have to get a double breasted suit to go to court so that we can do a reunion together.
0: Precisely. Uh, <laughs> friendship. Yeah. So I'm glad this is over with. I'm glad. I don't know. I just... It, or at least for Sheena's sake like it's done with but it's all <sighs> bullshit like i let me
1: tell you this though Sheena's not glad it's done with <laughs> Sheena had such a big time walking out of that courthouse tell you know knowing that she won and then i just like i just have this vision of her like getting home Checking went to court off on her whiteboard (laughs) that we saw last week and then just kind of deflating, like, oh, what am I gonna do now?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Probably I mean, I'm sure she lived for that glory of walking through and having cameras follow her. But I also think it's just she wasted so much money on lawyer fees for something that was so outrageously false and for Raquel to not even show up. But you know where Raquel did show up, Jody? Where's that, Chelsea? Raquel showed up at Ariana's house to sleep over. With Tom. Well, Ariana is out being a fucking star, movie star, albeit, for a lifetime. She is living her best life, but you can't leave snakes unwatchable or whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Supervised. where are the snakes? (laughs) Supervised, (laughs) unsupervised. (laughs) Yes, it's been a week, guys. And I'm also really (laughs) upset about this story. I, I know. I'm so angry, so... Page six has caught Raquel leaving Tom and Ariana's shared home because they still share this home together house yesterday. She apparently came over around 11 p.m. Tuesday night. So we're still doing like booty call hours, even though I guess we're like full blown relationship well, it's gotta status. be dark
1: enough to put the galaxy light on you know yeah so,
0: gotta do it pretty
1: late
0: <laughs> Raquel shows up she leaves the next day Wednesday around 4 p.m and Ariana is away as I mentioned shooting a lifetime movie with with Megan Good and I just like I'm you guys be whatever type of disgusting couple you want to be but like, have do you're discussing this at her apartment in Valley Village or wherever the fuck she is? Where like, why it do you, belongs?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, and like, then you do this home. in front of the vertical blinds, not in Ariana's gorgeous home.
0: Yes, it's so disgusting and deceitful, and just a real lack of like, they, uh, just honestly, they don't care. Which I mean, we all know that because of t- the affair that they had for seven months, but it just really seems. I don't know. And then I'm like thinking too, like Raquel's parents, would you want your child to be with a man like that? That
1: was able to- So in this scenario, I have to imagine (laughs) that I have had a child that has grown up to become Raquel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And would I want
1: her to be with a man like that? No, I would not. (laughs)
0: I'm just saying, like if I am like in that, if I, and even just her world at all, he would not, get away. Like, get away. You did this horrible thing. You should not be with this man. If he was able to do this to his partner for nine years and still treat her like shit, what is he going to do to you? Like, this is not, this is not someone that you want to be around. And it just makes me disgusted and angry and like all the things. Like I was very mad when I saw this article this morning. You were. And... I
1: can always tell in your texts when you're like actually feeling the emotion of something. What and did you I say? were like I'm so mad or
0: something.
1: <laughs> I you probably said disgusted. Uh, you were so legitimately disgusted oh, by no. them. Did you see that I like, said, I
0: said I hate them.
1: You did. You did <laughs> pull out the H word. You hate them. I do. Did you see that Sandoval, like Sandoval's people? released a statement saying that she had just come over to like tell him bye for a trip she's carrying like six bags and yeah. one of them is the kind of bag that is literally called an overnight bag like it has a compartment at the bottom for your shoes like, which was unzipped too.
0: like I'm, what are you doing <laughs> like,
1: put yourself together <laughs> Zip your shoes in, Raquel. <laughs> if you're going to have an affair,
0: do it right. Yeah, she was leaving with, uh, she had like a base bag, like that Shea Mitchell, yeah, the overnighter bag. And then she had a Steve Madden shopping bag. So she, uh, I do the same thing. I keep my Steve Madden bags for when I like have to put stuff in it. Um, and then a purse. Like she was, an 11 p.m. to 4 p.m. is not like, that's not goodbye hours Tom did leave they did just have somewhere some to go goodbye yeah I I'm I'm done with them I'm disgusted by them I feel like this watching experience for me watching Vanderpump like I'm tainted by it all and I also just wanted to note like we recorded last Thursday while the reunion was taping but after the reunion I saw Ariana Katie a bunch of their friends Kristen having a good time somewhat celebrating the reunion, like it being done and over with, um, screaming at a TV that had like entertainment tonight on that was like running tape of of Raquel and, and Tom like cursing at it, which was hilarious. But on the other side, Tom and Raquel were at a restaurant in Hollywood that I think Tom and Ariana frequented. And at least they spent their, their last anniversary there together. So yeah, just very unoriginal that Sandoval is. <laughs> and lazy. Like how lazy is it? There's so many restaurants in LA. You have to go, you have to take your mistress to the one that you just celebrated your anniversary with your ex-girlfriend. Like
1: well, he's probably no longer allowed in the only other restaurants they ever <laughs> frequent, which are owned by himself or Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> so he only knew of one other restaurant.
0: It's disgusting. I I'm disgusted by them. But we do and and Let's just get into the episode. We get some foreshadow like just I don't know foreshadowing is the right word. It's just sad every time I hear Ariana talk kindly or take up for Raquel and we get a few of uh, some of that this episode. So we are season 10 episode 8 of Vanderpump Rules. I heard we still have like four or five episodes to go before the reunion. So we are going to be here for a while just recapping all of this drums.
1: I'm hearing some sadness in your voice, Chelsea, and I'm having a good time in the season. Like, I was actually, when the episode started, I was like, wow, we are moving at a clip. Like, I kind of couldn't believe we were already at this wedding that we've been talking about. I mean, obviously, like you said, it has been extremely tainted by this affair, but I am taking some sort of like, Relish, Like, I am relishing being able to be so disgusted by Tom Sandoval. And I don't know if it's me or if it's him or if it's a combination of the two, but he is looking sleazier and sleazier yeah. by the episode. <laughs> he is, like, buttering his mustache or something. It he is so disgusting. gross. And, like, he just, see, like, Standing on his own bar in shoes and, like, the (laughs) bar seems disgusting. The bar at their house last week when he was making drinks was, like, gross. They were, like, making cocktails on the stove. And, like, I'm getting something out of that. I am getting something out of, like, getting to see him be gross. And I'm just building that anger ball and it is going to explode when I watch the reunion.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just so anxious to see what the reunion was like like I've been torturing myself by listening to all these Vanderpump pods and hearing them talk around what happened at the reunion. Like supposedly there's some type of altercation that happened and security had to get involved. And it's not with someone that you think it would be with. Lala says she blacked out and was like going in. And I just, and Raquel seemingly showed no sympathy or anything and I just want to see how it plays out so badly that and and I I just feel so much anger watching it like I really do like seeing fucking Sandoval kiss goddess Ariana in in Mexico just made me want to scream but we'll jump in with this little girl's night and it was it was just something small little blip but the reason why I noted it was because we, the girls all get together, Sheena, Lala, Ariana and Allie, James's new girlfriend um, at this restaurant called Dono in Santa Monica. And, um, you know, Ariana said, I just want to make sure with Raquel that she was okay with me getting to know Allie. Like I really respect I really like Raquel. I love her. And Sheena also said the same thing. And it just made me so mad. Like we see, and we, we've known, but we see it play out how much these girls take, up for Raquel and like have her back and stuff like that all the while according to our timeline this is when the affair fully started and so it just made me angry <laughs> like so was she at this girls night and Raquel was over you know hooking up with Sandoval like what what is yeah, that like maybe
1: Maybe if Raquel had had the same instincts to just do a quick check-in with her friend, say, is it okay if I sleep your, with your husband? Then Ariana might have said, no, Raquel, that's not okay. Which is almost word for word a conversation we've heard her have with Katie. Yes. So
0: why <laughs> why did Ariana not get the same The, the same, same courtesy. So disgusting. So, but the the main overarching theme of this episode was Sheena. Uh, Sheena is now getting her main character energy back after being a side character for the first seven episodes, six episodes of the season. She is now uh, back in the forefront. We get Sheena's surprise bridal shower at Lisa Vanderpump's house. Ariana puts this whole thing together and it's a very cute, pretty tea party. Um, Everyone from the cast is there except for Katie, who was filming with Christina Kelly at Christina's house gardening or whatever at the time. And um
1: I'm gonna i I'm gonna say keep it to all these Christina Kelly scenes. Like I I don't dislike her, but it's just it it is really like the Eeyore music starts playing when we're like at this, you know, at these wild parties and then it's like over and over to Christina and Kelly and Katie who are gardening today. I just Yeah. I don't even I it. mean
0: I know her and Lala are really good friends, Katie and Lala, but it. it you are starting to see that Katie really doesn't have true friends of her own on this cast that aren't tied up with the rest of the group. Like she doesn't have Stassi or Kristen. Like those were her, I mean, granted I think Kristen probably would have been at that bridal shower, but Stassi probably wouldn't have. And we could have had a great scene with them together. I don't know. So it's like, you kind of see now, like, Especially if none of the Sandoval stuff happened. I wonder where Katie would have gone after this season because she seemed to be like on the outs with literally everyone but Lala on the cast. Yeah. But James, on the other hand, is starting to feel like he's becoming on the outs and he is spiraling. (laughs) Drinking does not look good on this man. He (laughs) is at this cute, quaint little bridal shower drinking a pump teeny. He said it was the first pump teeny he's had in years. The pumpkinies are his
1: kryptonite. It's like as soon as it hits the veins, he like hulks out. Yeah. And frankly, I feel vindicated. I don't Uh, want, you know, for any drinking issues to return to him. But I have been beating my no James still sucks drum, you know, as hard as I can week after week, every episode here. And this felt like proof. James still sucks.
0: It wasn't the fun drunk James that I have come to love like the you know what it is it's confessional james i think confessional james is like the person that is the moment he is the he has the one-liners and all of that stuff drunk james in scene most the time is god-awful like sometimes he has his moments but him like what did he say? I want to put babies in her. Like, thank you, Lala, for correcting him and saying like that is not the proper way to say that you want to have a family with your girlfriend. <laughs> and also, like, beautiful blue eyed goddesses, Lisa, saying you sound like a dictator. <laughs>
1: like... Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, we are virgin on the edge of something <laughs> bad here. And the thing, you're uh, you're right that like he does, he's sharp. I mean, he has yeah. those funny moments in his confessionals i think that's what frustrates me so much about james is like and other people about james is like there's potential here like you could but he i think he's riddled with insecurity and his worst moments are always when he is feeling deeply insecure about something and instead of Examining that insecurity, exploring it, maybe he's talking about it out loud to a friend. He drinks seven pumptinis, lashes out, and then asks his friends if his girlfriend can come to their wedding for the eighteenth time in a row. I just,
0: <laughs> do you? He's so improper. <laughs> do you think that he's not over Raquel? Like, do you think that's a big part of it, or, or do you think it's just him feeling? like he's saying, he feels pushed out, like everyone's taking Raquel's side or wants to be with her. Like, which do you think it is?
1: I think that he's not over something that is tied up in Raquel, which is like his place within this cast, his place within this show that was much more firmly cemented when he had a girlfriend who was also in the show. And he's watching her develop a plot line when she sits down beside Tom Schwartz. And I think less than him being jealous of Tom Schwartz, he's jealous of Raquel and the way that she is establishing herself within the ecosystem of this show in a way that he is not able to do with Allie, who I really like. The worst thing about Allie is that she's dating James. Like, she (laughs) she seems pleasant. Do you feel... To answer your question and then offer another one, do you feel like Allie physically recoils at James James's touch? Because I do. She yeah,
0: seems I, like
1: she can't stand to be around him.
0: I think that... So I actually... First, I agree with your point. Like, I I think he's seeing Raquel kind of stand on her own within this group. And it just... For him like, without breaking the fourth wall is, is oh my God, Raquel's going to be a part of this cast now. And I can't, like, I, even though we broke up, she's still going to be around type of a thing. But I think that Ali and I don't want to say I, I recall, like, I, I don't think she is a PDA type of a girl. And James is a PDA type of guy. And so it's the PDA plus the cameras. So I think, like, she's just like, can you please, like, Calm down, and we could wait till the doors are closed and the cameras are off, and I'll jump you later. Like right now is just I'm embarrassed. Like please don't do this. My mom's watching.
1: That's generous. I mean, <laughs> I do I do that. She's jumping his bones later, but I I agree that she very obviously is not comfortable with PDA, and he is like extreme PDA, and his inability to clock that or respect it is is driving me crazy and also something that you said about like Raquel and that she's getting I I think something that James misses that he doesn't feel like he has right now is power and control because I think those are things that he's driven by and I think that's the darkest part of him and he is desperately seeking it and it's not going well
0: no it's not and as you mentioned Schwartz and Raquel are are flirting right in front of James. He's trying to, there was a moment where he kind of tries to like interrupt them or whatever. But we do learn in this moment that Schwartz also has galaxy lights and they are into that together. I don't know what I was listening to, which Vanderpump podcast I was listening to. (laughs) Who could
1: say, Chelsea? Who
0: could could say? So many. But they did say that an added aspect to Raquel's galaxy lights in vegas was that she was also playing really loud edm music as if she was like in the sahara tent at coachella and so them like laughing and making fun of her kind of made more sense to me it wasn't just the lights it was the loud rave music associated with the lights I would have well, made fun Raquel of too.
1: Permanent, like Raquel's brain is permanently at Coachella. Yeah. That is <laughs> her permanent state of being, and that makes a lot of sense. I, I also like to imagine that when she flip the old galaxy light on in this episode and then she laid back on the bed and she said let's meditate I <laughs> love imagining that there was raging EDM music playing just <laughs> <laughs> while she's meditating whatever yeah. that means to her
0: to her exactly um, and then after the bridal shower the gang heads the shorts and sandies and Raquel and shorts continue to flirt with one another they go into the men's bathroom for some reason just weird just very very weird I didn't get it I I couldn't tell if she was trying to make a move on him in that moment. And then like, also the timing of it too is Katie told Christina, like tomorrow is our anniversary. And like, so Katie is reeling with this pain and this loss while Tom is going into the men's bathroom with Raquel. Like it just shows how oblivious and, Dumb he is and not aware of I don't know. I just was really disappointed and grossed out by the But whole it thing.
1: also just seems like he's playing a part. I mean, this has to be some of the worst, most uncharming, yeah, unsexual flirting I have ever witnessed. Yeah, and he seems so uninterested in her, like He doesn't seem disinterested in speaking to her, but he does not seem sexually attracted to her at all. There is nothing to this which really colors in the narrative that, like, this is all fake and potentially some kind of cover up for the other Tom. I I don't know if that's true, but it's just whether it's just the producers telling Schwartz like to go for it or whatever he they're just sitting there in those chairs and they're both for some reason wearing what appear to be transitional lenses (laughs) just kind of like talking at each other it's so fake it makes it feel very young and they're both two
0: really young seeming people it just feels really out of place it's bizarre them talking to him. and like Actually,
1: all of the flirting on this show is terrible
0: yeah prior to the sandoval scandal of it all like people saying like oh i ship raquel and schwartz they make a good couple i'm like they're both cotton candy minded like they're just both too airy to like be together like it's bizarre to me then we get to mexico Playa del Carmen, Mexico is where Sheena and Brock are getting married. They're staying at the Dreams Resort, and Katie still comes with Christina Kelly, but uh, their rooms are very far away from everyone else's. Sheena says she arranged for this to happen and also took away some of their, like, Privileges, diamond privileges, or something like that. So she said, "I had her move to a different tower and Xed off the preferred club list,
1: yes. out of sight, out of mind." And yes. I love that for Sheena. I don't know,
0: good power move. You know, got to do what you got to do, what you can do. But while they're in the lobby, Katie and Ariana get the news that they got the sandwich shop location, which is off of Robertson. So that was exciting.
1: Chelsea, do we know this realtor that called? to give them this news along with lisa vanderpump
0: no and we they met kept him saying i don't think so because they keeps talking like we have and i don't recall ever meeting him because he
1: was pretty hot yeah and <laughs> i was just like katie's single ariana is now single can we get a connection so that something comes out of opening this sandwich shop yeah. I was just I felt myself like scouting for them throughout the entire episode. Like, yeah, how I mean, now we... that
0: the the deal is done, like they could, I'm sure, no more like, you know, conflict of interest. So they could pursue that. I'm, like, I'm nothing
1: hotter than a sandwich related business owner. Let's get <laughs> this match made.
0: Let's get it started. Um, and then uh, let's see. So Ariana is happy. So now we, they all break off into their rooms and Ariana shares with us that she is happy to have her man all to herself on this trip and spend quality time with that scum Tom Sandoval. And it just like made me so mad. I just want to throw something at the TV. Getting his... <laughs> mustache all <laughs> over the clean linens
1: of the dream resort. Okay, how like it's not Freudian, I don't know what it is, but like how how much like, you know, literary foreshadowing was there in there being two separate beds in Tom and Ariana's. Room? I know
0: that was weird, right? <laughs> Did they do it on purpose? That was bizarre. That was bizarre. I, the, yeah, I, cause Raquel got a single bed. Um Yeah, that was weird. I was like, this is this is strange. James and Allie have a swim up pool, which was a weird topic of conversation um, in the lobby.
1: (laughs) James bragging about having a swim up (laughs) pool only to be informed that it was a shared swim up pool (laughs) was the kind of comeuppance I needed.
0: Yeah. And but like also Raquel's comeback was kind of meek as well of. I remember what she said, but I was just like, girl, like, come on, get better, get better.
1: She can't,
0: there's she, nothing there. She, <laughs> this, those
1: those comebacks are not going to yeah, get better. As and good then, as that like, That's actually why I'm dreading the reunion is, it's not, it, and this is in no way like taking up for Raquel, but it's just not going to be a fair fight. She, she just quite literally can't put the words together
0: yeah. to
1: battle these other people and when you look at like people like Lala or James I mean their words are like knives it's just it's not a fair fight and I actually at some point during this episode Lala said something that I was like oh she's right she was like Raquel tries to plan these conversations ahead Mm -hmm. and when they don't go the way that she thinks they're going to, she she just kind of short circuits and you watch it happen in real time. And I was like, oh man, that is, I, I think that Lala is in these, in this moment, at least like she's being a little much, she doesn't have like a huge leg to stand on as far as being really mad at Raquel, but she was right about that.
0: Yeah, she was definitely right about that. The episode comes to a conclusion with a, a fight between Ariana and James, which kind of was weird because it had to do with something that happened off camera. But Ariana gets really upset with James because he, I guess, almost got in a altercation with someone else in the wedding group. That was like one of Brock's friends, like shoved him to the ground. And then it, made Allie really uncomfortable because Allie was seemingly on everyone else's side and was trying to explain to James, like, just shut up. You were wrong. And he can't do that because he's had too many pumptinis. And um, Allie leaves the dinner table and we get it to be continued. So it was kind of like a lackluster to be continued. I, I hate when these things happen off camera and get brought on to camera because yeah, it didn't make sense to I, me.
1: I felt like we could have gotten a preview for the next episode. Like that's what to be continued means is whatever's (laughs) coming is so intense that we can't preview it. You need to just be shocked by it when we reintroduce it the next week. I I don't feel that that is the case here, but I did really love uh, Allie like, she was nodding her head so ferociously at every single thing Ariana said. Cause she like, I feel like she wanted it on the record that she agreed with (laughs) Ariana and not James. And I was like, yeah, girl's girl. Like, I I like, I like Allie and I just cannot understand this connection between them. Because even if, like you said, off camera, it's just, you know, wonderful and wild, We're not seeing that at all on camera. They seem like such a strange match. And I think it's, you know, I think at first she seemed maybe a little like Raquel-esque, like a little Mm -hmm. ditzy, but, but I don't think she's like that. Like, I think that she, she, she seems like she could,
0: she seems strong. She seems like she could, because especially Raquel mentioned something like, oh, I'm seeing Allie and I'm glad I'm not in her shoes. Like Raquel never stood up to James, Allie seems like she can hold her own against him and, like, kind of reel him in. Um, Not in this moment, but at times. And I don't know. She just seems... I don't want to say too smart, but just... I, I think she challenges him, and he didn't get that in his last... with Raquel, so I think he's attracted to oh, that. Oh, yeah.
1: I think he's getting a lot out of this relationship. Yeah. I don't and know I, what she's getting out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean... A spot on Vanderpump Rules, but who knows? <laughs>
1: Tony, that's an incredible point. That is an incredible point. <laughs> a spot on the most popular season of Vanderpump Rules yeah. in years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want that? But here we are to be continued. We'll see what next week has in store. And um, that was a good episode, but the last several have been amazing. So this was kind of just like whatever. Moving into Summer House, which.
1: Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your
0: purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. It was also kind of a good episode. what do you think of Summer House this week?
1: I liked this episode. I liked this episode. <laughs> I felt, you know, bad shitting on it last week, but I didn't enjoy myself <laughs> last week. This week, the energy was bright. Everyone seemed happy to see one another and like if they weren't then there's like a depth to that unhappiness you know Mm -hmm. that we got to explore a little bit it they went out it was dynamic they went to a vineyard it felt it felt like summer house yeah they were
0: doing things they weren't just having they
1: were highest praise for this season of summer else. <laughs> they were doing things.
0: <laughs> they did it. Um, they did it. We get the Amanda and Lindsay lunch and it was good. I feel like each each of them got to say what they felt. I was kind of surprised by Lindsay getting a little bit emotional or softening herself a bit to how all of the women's kind of negative comments towards her actually do affect her um because we she never I mean she never says that to us as an audience like in her confessionals or anything and she definitely doesn't show that and I don't know if it was editing but I felt like Amanda was very not phased by that
1: (laughs) (laughs) which I was kind of surprised by because you know Amanda's kind of a softy I feel like she came into this these drinks like prepared for, you know, the hub house treatment. Like when Lindsay was like, you know, I just feel like at the very beginning, she was like, I feel like we haven't gotten any time alone to talk. And Amanda was like, I've been around. I was like, oh, Amanda like came. I was just kind of surprised and kind of surprised to see her not be a little more moved by Lindsay's emotion, which I don't know if that means she doesn't believe it or if she's just... But I will say that it seems like they came out of it well. Yeah. And when like later when Paige and Sierra were fishing for how these drinks went, like Amanda could have been a lot shittier about it. And she wasn't, you know, she was like, I think we've gotten to a place where we we just, you know, we just want to be friends. We're not close. We just want to get along. And, and, you know, she didn't like she didn't gossip when she could have.
0: I mean, she really didn't have anything to gossip about. Like, and I don't know if it's Lindsay. So, okay. I'm going back and forth with this because I do like Hub House. I do like her a lot. And I'm wondering if she is playing up this nice girl act in front of the cameras and that we're just not seeing things behind the cameras. And that's why it's making all the other girls feel and look delusional about Lindsay. Or, if this is genuinely who she is starting to be and like moving into this, you know, nicer, wiser, calmer version of herself, because it's just I'm really having a hard time wrapping my mind around why everyone in the house is so like against her and Carl. Like, I understand what she did in the past. but, like, She apologized. And that last reunion was pretty shitty. Like, they were all gunning for her. And I feel like this next Mm -hmm. one's going to be pretty bad, too. But, like, I don't get why.
1: Yeah. I think it's both. Like, I think both of those things are true. I, I think that there is always an edge to Lindsay and she's showing it less than she ever has and that is like annoying the other women because they think that they're being made to look bad in some way but that's mm-hmm. where they're wrong I think because I don't think anything about Lindsay's newly minted good behavior makes them look bad except them being so annoyed by it it's yeah. just it's, it's, like the- it's weird <laughs> And I do think that, I do think that Lindsay is genuinely working on herself. Like, we'll talk about this later, but, you know, when once again, a dinner kind of turns to all of the other women making her, like, account for why she's drinking less with her sober boyfriend. And and Paige is like, why do you always get defensive? Why do you get so mad? She's being so calm. We have seen Lindsay activated. We've seen her... So mad, and she hasn't even gotten close to that this season. So the way they keep accusing her of like being defensive, she's defending herself because she's being attacked.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to watch. But I am glad that they got out of this lunch, Amanda and Lindsay, seemingly on a good note. We know that they're not there right now, but at least in this current moment of Summer House, they are friendly. But the weekend kicks off with Robert's Tulum dinner. He um, makes his return to Summer House and again, is cooking a meal for all these people. Danielle insists that he really enjoys doing this, but to me, if I'm Danielle and I want to have more time with my chef boyfriend, I would one, maybe skip the weekend of Summer House or two, Go, but not make my boyfriend do something where his time would be so tied up in pleasing other people and just have like something a little bit more quality time with us or whatever. Um, but we start to see that there are some cracks in Danielle and Robert's relationship and it, it truly is the time away and there are conflicting schedules.
1: Yeah, a couple things started to click into place for me in this episode with vis-a-vis Danielle and Robert and Lindsay and Carl, Mm -hmm. which I was shocked by because I really like Danielle. I always have. I think she's like one of the most beautiful people on Bravo. I love Robert. Uh, Him hustling around that kitchen (laughs) was doing something for me. I was like, Robert is hot. Robert is hot. (laughs) And he's just cool and normal and successful. And I and she's cool and normal and successful. And I like them. Mm-hmm. So I assumed going into this season, knowing that Lindsay and Danielle were going to get into this like friendship altering fight that I would be on Danielle's side. But to me, knowing what her relationship is like with Robert right now and seeing the things that she's getting mad at Lindsay about. So like after after Robert cooks this insane meal for her friends and then they go out and then they come back and he stays up partying, Mm -hmm. she goes to bed and texts him 12 times, please come to bed. And then she's going to turn around and not understand why Lindsay would stay in to spend time with her boyfriend that wants to go to bed and that doesn't want to party. It felt a lot like projection. And I think there's quite a bit of projecting happening which is a human instinct. I'm not saying that like, makes Danielle a terrible person. It just started to make more sense as to why she's acting like this towards Lindsay, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I think that makes uh, it makes plenty of sense. And I agree with you. Going into the season, knowing that Danielle and Lindsay had this friendship breakup, like I was ready for it to be a season where Lindsay looks like a raging maniac. And so far, we're not seeing that. And it is Danielle acting really... Obsessive and projecting, and, and like weirdly strange towards towards Lindsay, and it all ha- it seems is stemming from her relationship with Robert, and it's just completely unfair. And I um yeah, I just <sighs> and I also wasn't expecting to see like I know that her and Robert aren't together anymore. I wasn't expecting to see like that fallout from that relationship either. Um, in the season of Summer House, like we're seeing the cracks. He even like tries to go in to give her a kiss. She says, my hat's too big. Like fix your hat, kiss him. Did
1: did you think that she was wearing one of those Kyle Richards hats that they light on fire that were like a really. I big do, I do because of,
0: because she I follow her on Instagram and she go goes to, to that store yeah and she goes to that store so I do think okay I do think okay.
1: so. It had like random pieces of denim on it. And yeah, it has, what is this hat?
0: I do, I do think so. Um. But yeah, so the, and the night looked fun nonetheless. Like it looked like they had a good time. It was a good, like, oh, this was, you know what? I'm, I'm a hater. This was a good summer house episode. I, I need to reel in my hater aid. So they do go to a the winery, they have a good time. I didn't, nothing really stood out to me there. Was there any moment from the winery that you? Um, just that
1: like Gabby is definitely picking up on the fact that Sierra doesn't yeah. I guess it's not that Sierra doesn't like her. Danielle talks to Sierra about how she's making mean faces while Gabby talks. Which is funny. Because <laughs> then later Danielle is making mean faces while Lindsay talks. They gotta get yeah, these their faces, faces together in check. Um and I mean, Sierra explains what we've heard her explain before, which is that trust is very hard for her and she just takes a longer time. And like she and Maya weren't fast friends. And then now they're very good friends.
0: I mean, they and, kind of were though. Like this, is, sorry. I just don't, I don't think I like Sierra. <laughs> and okay, what's up? I First, like you don't have to trust the new girl. You don't need to trust Gabby. You just need to be nice to Gabby. And I think, Especially on Summer House, we've had this mean girl moniker a lot with like, oh, Lindsay was the mean girl. She wasn't welcoming to the new girls. Or uh, even on, what was it, Winter House, when the crypto Lindsay was saying Jess. that Paige, Jess was not nice, Paige wasn't nice and wasn't welcoming and stuff like that. And I'm like, you guys have this opportunity, especially for someone like Sierra and Maya, who felt like an outsider a couple seasons ago because they were the only black woman on the cast and like a really predominantly white space in Montauk. And you have this opportunity to bring someone in and be welcoming and warm to them, another black woman. And you're not doing that because you don't trust, like it's just as a cop out to me. And it also just feels very mean girly, to be honest with you. And I just don't think like, i just don't think highly enough of sierra that she can have that she has a leg to stand on with that like she's boring to me and she could be nicer like i'm sorry
1: chelsea said try a little harder just try a little <laughs> harder you know what's crazy about like you know not being able to not being sure about someone you just fake it till you make it and i i mean we're the you know we I know how we are in social situations, (laughs) which is like extremely friendly and extremely welcoming, maybe overly so. And so it is hard to relate to Sierra not just being able to like paste a smile on during this vetting period. Yeah. Of not being sure about Gabby. But I also think you're, You're right that it might just be a bit of a cop-out because she might just not like Gabby. Like, I I do think that she doesn't like Gabby. They made a point of putting in that little moment at the dinner table where Lindsay kind of teases Gabby about that
0: apparently her parents pay for her groceries. Would love that privilege.
1: Uh (laughs) Man, yeah. yeah, Groceries are my main expense (laughs) right now.
0: (laughs) I do think that that is... I, do, I don't want to call it jealousy, but it's, I, I think it's a, and it could just be like a not understanding where someone came from. Like it, I believe Sierra grew up with a single mom. Like she didn't, her father wasn't in her life. Like I could relate to that, but just because you grew up differently or a different economic background or whatever, doesn't mean that you have to be like shady or that she can't talk about or joke about that. Her parents, like, I don't know. It just feels Strange. I hope they're going to come around. I would hope so, but we'll see. But the girls' night, so we go from Sierra's weird looks to Danielle's. The girls' night, they decide to have dinner. And at this girls' night, Lindsay says, I want to let my hair down. I want to drink a little bit. Carl's not with me. So I'm just going to have a good old time, which, yeah, respect. When you're with your sober partner... You don't want to be sloppy drunk. And I think that's fair. And I don't think that's controlling of Carl or mean or Lindsay dimming her light. Actually, I think that's a really responsible thing to do. And
1: I just don't I understand. that for years, people have been suggesting that Lindsay yes. drink a little less yes. and be a little less angry. And now that she is... Everyone seems mad about it. <laughs> it's she also suggested this dinner. She suggested that they go to the girls dinner so that she could let her hair down like everyone has been wanting her to do.
0: Yeah. It was it was nuts and so they have this dinner and I mean they kind of challenged Lindsay on her drinking and with with Carl and how she is or why she didn't go to Montauk that night and stuff like that. And it, it's just you know, Lindsay, she, I, I do think she got a little defensive because I don't think she was expecting to be questioned by this. Um, and was just like, this is my boyfriend. This is my thing. Like, why are you guys? I, and I also think she's just as confused as we are. Like, don't you want me to not yell and to get activated? Like, I thought you guys wanted this softer, nicer, Lindsay. Like I'm confused.
1: I think she's used to Paige and Sierra challenging her and that's no yeah. big deal. I think obviously the reason that she got defensive is Danielle said like one of the most not okay things I've heard on the, on this particular franchise, I think, which is that Danielle says to Lindsay, you're curbing your drinking or the intensity of it when you're around him. And Lindsay says, but isn't that kind of a good thing? And Danielle says, I fell in love with you the way that you fucking were. Like, (laughs) I fell in love with you binge drinking and you're not doing that anymore. And I'm not, and I'm mad about it.
0: And I'm not okay with it. Yeah. it's, It's
1: like, if I decided to drink less, and had been pretty open about it and was pretty open about the reasons, which is that the man that I'm in love with a- and also I'm in therapy and I'm changing. And my best friend said, I liked you the way you were.
0: Yeah. She, I
1: want to say for the record, she would never, my best friend would never <laughs> say that to me. But I mean, that's right. Am I, maybe I, am no, I being that, prudish? Am I overreacting? No, you're not.
0: And I think, I, I guess it's just like, Maybe it's just the summer house in general where it's like they don't want to see growth. Like we've seen the same Kyle season one and season seven. We've seen the same Amanda season two when she like season seven. Like they've all been the same. And now that we're seeing some growth with Carl and Lindsay, it's like, no, 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 no. You can't change be the same angry monster you were before. And it is, I think it it truly is messed up and not cool at what she said and how she said it. And I just, and I, I also just don't find an issue with Lindsay wanting to be all up on Carl. Like I don't. I don't find an issue with them looking at the relation right now through rose colored lenses. It's new, it's fresh. They should be. Paige was the same way with Craig. Last season, she was a, like, she was a wallflower in Winterhouse when he was being a fucking asshole to everybody. Like, this is normal behavior for a new, fresh relationship. And for people to make it seem like she's not herself or changing herself or whatever, for him, just really, I don't know, it's exhausting. And it feels like they're trying to pick at something and I, I just, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying
1: it. I do have an issue with Lindsay and Carl's relationship. And it is a mm. big one. And it is the way that they call each other, babe. I was gonna is, say. It is mutating. It's not, it started as babe. When they got to the house, he said, you ready, sweet babe? I was like, absolutely not. Stand up, stand up. You cannot say that. And now it's, it's never just babe anymore. Now it's babes, babes, babes. And it is. I give the entire cast free reign to be as annoyed about that as they want to because it is disgusting.
0: <laughs> I think I've tuned it out because, like, the first couple episodes, I was, all, I heard it all the time. And now I think I'm just like, mm, whatever. Like, it's just, that like is your hearing- brain protecting you. And I
1: wish I had, I wish I had that survival <laughs> skill. I will just quickly say that I think you made like a really, a really good point about this sort of fear of growing up is like really integral to the sort of fabric of Summerhouse. Mm-hmm. And it made me remember that at the top of this episode, when Paige is talking about her relationship with Craig, she gets emotional in the testimonial. She nearly cries And we have seen Paige cry, I think, once. Like, she is not an emotional person. She's not a crier. She nearly cries just even thinking about the idea that, that her life right now would have to change. And she says, like, I don't like thinking about growing up. And I think there's something to this frustration with Lindsay and Carl that is watching them grow up and thinking about how that affects the show. Because whether these people really like them anymore or not... They are also integral to the fabric of Summer House. And I think there's this like this like crisis Mm -hmm. of what does it mean if Lindsay and Carl aren't drinking anymore and aren't fucking around anymore and are what it means is get them off the show. Like it's as simple as that. We don't, they don't have to be on the show anymore. Let's not like ruin everyone's lives because of it.
0: They don't have to be on the show anymore. And other people that are on the show need to step it up. I'm sorry. Sierra, like, again, them being mad at Lindsay for not going to Montauk, but Sierra and Paige and Maya got to stay home. Like, at least Sierra's single, like, she should be going to Montauk too and having a good time and getting to know Gabby and Sam and dancing at a, at a bar with a pool table. Like we need more of that. Like stop being lazy. Stop loving your bed. Less is not a personality existential,
1: trait. less existential crisis, more dancing on bars in montauk
0: yes please but as i said it was not a bad episode of summer house it was one of the better of the season which i guess isn't saying a lot but who knows we will be back next week to recap both vanderpump and summer house and jody and i will also be on tomorrow with rachel discussing ultimate Ghost trip thailand and real housewives in new jersey so we'll talk to you guys soon